Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 16th of April. It's a Tuesday. Oh, my gosh, I'm still filming. Um, I think we're going to be done on Friday. We keep saying we're going to be done, and it keeps going on, and it's actually really cool. But we are still filming, and I, like, wake up on usually in the morning an hour before the show, and I have been pressing that snooze button like nobody's business <laughs> and just wondering how I get up. But then once I'm up, and I remember our topics, I'm like, oh, my gosh, and it's just been so cool, this whole this synergy of filming and talking on the show every day and all these topics and watching it do its work on the crew, it's on the team, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's doing it with or without me. I also wanted to make a note signing on. I can only get on through Facebook now, so they've changed something, but we can't get on to the chat. Every time I want to get onto the chat, it tells me it's a private chat. And I'm the one who runs this program, and it's, nothing's changed. So I don't know what is going on. I will find out, but the chat is pretty much off for now. I, I just don't know how to get it back. So we'll figure that one out. Um, one of the many things that we can just kind of go through with Blog Talk Radio. But today's show, we have done shows on forgiveness so many times. And every time we do it, we go into another layer of forgiving. And we know that forgiveness starts with ourselves. We know that we have to forgive ourselves to be able to understand what it means to forgive someone else. But why is forgiving so grieving? You know, the five stages of grieving. And one of the stages is anger, even getting anger, angry at somebody who's gone or who's, you know, almost relieving you. But there is always a stage for us to learn. And initially, forgiveness was taught to us that God has to forgive us for our sins. And then I see Christ, and I find out that, God doesn't forgive us. He wants us to forgive ourselves. He already loves us. He gets why we did what we did. We don't even have to tell him why because he can see us. Not that hard. It's like us seeing a little doubt on the table. And he gets it and he loves us. And he's, you know, knowing that we chose to come here and knowing that it's hardest to be here. And, you know, we're just so hard on ourselves within our own circumstances because we have been sold perfect. We need to be perfect over and over again. So I was thinking when I was doing the filming and talking to the team and them starting to disclose their lives more, we got to know each other more and, you know, what it means to them, what their lives mean to them. And, you know, they're younger. And one of them really was struggling with a step-parent and also with her parents, with, with 
her father. Oh, wow. The forgiveness never happened. And I didn't even recognize that for days in as we were talking about it because I was so enthralled with the details of the upbringing, her story, you know, what happened, how her father remarried and, you know, how the the new brother didn't, you know, wasn't really aware of the fact that those weren't, those were his half-brother and sisters. And I just thought, okay, Christ, how does forgiveness change things? I know that it feels good. I know that it bonds us to forgive each other. But what part of ourselves Because now we're a child looking at this, even though my body's older, my brain is still in the year that my dad married my stepmom. And how will forgiveness help me feel better about this? And I have to say, before we forgive, it's a fear of forgiving. There's a fear of ourselves, of the other people getting along. Because we don't really know how to do that. We've been so invested in making that person the target. And to think about forgiving, it takes that extra special thought to just kind of climb above the problem and take a look at it. But if you understand what forgiveness is meant to do, You no longer feel like anyone owes you. They were, you know, younger when you were younger. They were a kid when you were a kid. They've been there. And sometimes people just think that kids don't care or don't feel something or that they can convince them that things are good or better. There's a lot of stuff that goes into forgiveness. It's just so loaded. But how do we get to the freedom? And how does it affect every single part of your life? Of course, I ask Christ. I've been asking Christ a lot. I've been talking a lot. I've been wanting to write a lot in these past five weeks. We are on the fifth week of filming, if you could imagine. I ran out of clothes to put on to be different for the camera every time. And, you know, it just got to the point where, you know, I wanted to just put my, my leggings on and my hair in a ponytail and just do it, you know. But it's it's kind of funny. But what is it about forgiveness? What is it? What is What are the dynamics that take our heart, open up its contents, and set it free to heal. Like, how do we get there? So before you think of forgiving anybody, really take a minute to assess the situation. Why am I even angry at this person? And they didn't yet outwardly do something to me when I was a child. So that every single thing they did do to me They did to me, and it was personal, and I'm not happy with them, and they were never nice to me, and 
all these things come into play. So now that you've assessed, think about your role in alienating the other person and being upset at them and needing to be upset at them. I call that the investment in our anger, right? We, we invest. We're like, oh, man, that person did that to me, and then they did that to me, and, and it becomes part of our story. It becomes who we are. It becomes why we're angry. It's the stem of all other angers and all this stuff going on, swirling around our heads. But we assess, and then we account. Self-accounting, if there is a gift that keeps on giving, once you can get yourself to really see your own role and what's going on, keeps on giving. It's amazing how self-accounting can just cut to the quick. But it's an amazing thing once you assess and you account. Because what happens to us when we start to self-account is that we bond. And we bond with ourselves. We're like, hey, I can really see me instead of I have my anger running the show or this is what I want and if I don't get it, I'm going to be mad. And all these crazy, like, demands we put on ourselves to avoid the softness, to avoid the objectivity, to avoid the fact that we were wrong, but we actually weren't. So we try to avoid all of that. We don't want to see that we actually weren't really, really wronged. We just needed the situation to do and feed us the way it did. So now you bond with yourself. And I know a lot of us have felt that because we've been talking about self-accounting for a while. But you need to bond with yourself in this situation before you even get to the other person. So you're assessing, you're accounting, now you're feeling a sense of objectivity, you're bonding with yourself. So what happens after that? Because now we think, okay, now I go to the other person. And I say, hey, I had to forgive myself for dealing with you the way I did. But I was a kid. I didn't know. Now I know because for some reason, I'm still harboring anger towards the situation. Now notice I said situation and not you. Ultimately, you could have plugged anyone in who would have married her father. Anyone. And they were going to get same reaction. And then everything they did was going to be magnified just to see how the trail goes. So to be objective, it's not her that's bringing about the anger. It's the situation. And also the fact that nobody really addressed that mom had passed away. And the child grieved and missed and longed for her mom, anyone who came in. But the forgiveness, why is that important for her to go to her stepmom? 
it's important for her to go to her stepmother because of the accounting, the assessment, and her rebonding with herself where she is injured. Bond, and you can see it was a situation and not entirely the person. That's where you start to heal. That's where it's like, I want to say it takes the experience, it gives it a cushion instead of just a free fall from a building and splat, you're on the ground. It's a cushion. And then it takes a certain level of gentleness to yourself that part of what happened with that other person had to do with how you felt and no one knew it. Not even you at the time. So nothing got addressed. Really looking at the dynamics of what happened. You start to see how forgiveness has to go through a process, through these layers. Otherwise, you can't just say, forgive you, and then the person does it again, and I forgive you, and then the person does it again. It just goes on and on, and the fights stay, and nothing changes. That's the crying wolf part. But the healing, the healing that comes from looking at the truth, going back to truth, going back to love, going back to purity. We have to go through those three things to self-account. I remember when I saw Christ and afterwards, all the writing about truth and love and purity, and I'm like, come on. And I would go to sit down and think, How much more, how much more can I write and say about truth, love, and purity? And then I'd sit and write for days, yet again, can say about truth, love, and purity. And that bonding that happens at the time, you know, I posted this yesterday because I got, yet a different meaning of it as I wrote, after I wrote the thing about forgiveness. It said, when we are sorry, we both heal. That makes sense. I always understood it as me and the other person. But yesterday took on yet a different meaning. When we say we are sorry, the two parts of us, the injured part and the loving part is what bonds and heals. Those two parts have to heal inside of you before you can say you're sorry, before you can forgive yourself first so that you even know what kind of conversation to have with the other person. And if the other person is still alive or still in your life in any way, how important it is for you to be able to talk to them 
and see their gentler side, to see their relief and their love coming back at you for coming to them with that level of gentleness and understanding. That kind of healing, those are moments we live for. And we don't know we're living for them because we're looking for bigger moments. But these are the biggest moments. These are the moments that take a lot of understanding to get to. I call them the destination moments. They're like, when you get there, they're going to change the way you do business from this day forward. Even when I talk about the gentleness, it's like my body just relaxes. I feel so calm just to talk about it, just to feel it like, hey, you know what? You can, you can do this. It does soothe your soul to see who you really are instead of living through the curtain of anger. And sometimes that anger in some of us is like an iron curtain. We need it so bad that anyone who tries to just Pull that shade off of it. We're going to get in a fight with. We're going to get more angry at and justify our anger. But you don't understand. You weren't there and they start screaming at you. And I think the real issue is you don't understand. And you were there, but a part of you wasn't. Because when we get angry, that's a shield. That stops us from seeing how hurt we are and just saying, hey, this is hurting me instead of I'm angry. Angry is a dead end. Hurt we can work with. But if somebody really, really, really invests in anger, getting to forgiveness is a, is a really important journey. Because you have to go through assessment. You have to go through self-accounting. You have to rebond in that part with yourself. And once you see the objectivity like, oh, wow, you know what? A lot of that had to do with both of us in the situation instead of her against me and me against her. The healing, the healing can only come once you understand. Because then after that comes, and these are the final two things from Christ. And I, just, I just love hearing his words because it just makes so much sense sometimes when you don't want him to. But then you just release it and it just leaves. You don't have to say, oh, I release you. Oh, you're gone now. It just leaves. Freedom. Freedom that is earned. It's like you earned it. You know you earned it. It's like, wow, that's gone now. And then all of a sudden you have this huge space inside of you that's free. It's like, what do I put there now? It's like, wow, that anger really took up a lot of space. It was like in the back of my thoughts always. No matter what I did, no matter where I went, no matter who I talked to, no matter how happy I was, I still had that there. 
it was like the wall that everything hit and then bounced off of and came back at me. And now that's gone. Oh, wow, I could just breathe. Not just breathe, kind of breathe, like breathe all the way down to my toes and come back up again. And it really does go. And it really does happen. And it is that simple. There's times that in the assessment part and in the self-accounting part, and you realize that the person just can't help who they are and they did hurt you, and they did hurt you. They did purposely set it up so that you got hurt. Go and just say, they just do it to everybody, get to that kind of objectivity. I happen to participate with that person because I couldn't see it coming. And now that I know what I know, I have learned to not participate with that person on that level again. I now know what that looks like. Won't let it happen again. I have the right to run, not walk away when somebody has ill will towards themselves and then spills it over on me. I'm going to let them go. So when you release it that way, now that's where your freedom is, is that you have stopped that behavior from being a part of your life too. Because they're going to find another person to accept that behavior. It's just not going to be you. Really think about that, how powerful that is. That assessment and self-accounting part is the biggest part of forgiveness. Bonding with yourself, knowing that you can care of yourself, is huge. Because once you know you can take care of yourself, you can see both sides. And the healing comes in from that level of strength. And then you let it go. You release it and you feel your freedom. Now, on the Facebook page, Leah Gill writes that when you are forgiven too often, it can create bad habits because you think you can get away with anything. That's different. When that happens and you find that you've been forgiven often, you have to ask yourself why the behavior you have is so repetitive and it actually is not good for you or the other person. Like why can't you break that habit? Why can't you face the self-accounting part? Because when you can't face self-accounting, the assessment and self-accounting, you start looping. You, like, are good for a while, and then you fall off the wagon, and you're mean, or you scream, or you hurt, or you, you accuse, or whatever it is you start doing that starts to involve the other person and saying, hey, wait a minute, that's not okay. I don't want that coming at me anymore. Stop doing that, please. And you think you can because... Now you're like kind of half-facing it, the fact that anyone's even talking about it, but yet not enough for you to have gotten down to the core. The minute you get to the core of it, that's when behaviors change. 
the bad habit isn't being forgiven too often. The bad habit is not being able to change the habit of getting you to where you have to be forgiven over and over again. Forgiveness isn't a feel-good moment. Forgiveness is a freedom. It's not just like, wow, I've stepped down to forgive you. I step down to forgive myself. We look at that like a weakness, like, oh, we broke them down to forgiving us. Now they finally admitted they did something wrong. If that's how you're forgiving, then it's going to loop because that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is an understanding. It's a bigger line of thinking when it comes to our thinking. It's definitely above anger because you can't forgive and be angry at the same time. It just doesn't work. But forgiveness is truly a gift of awareness. It's a lot of awareness to take a look at ourselves. It releases our soul to be itself because the deepest part of us that part of our soul that knows better, when it knows better and it does better, we believe that we have grown. It's like this layer that we don't think would matter and then we get there and we realize how much it matters. It's my favorite saying of my Angelo. I just love her. Once you know better, do better. The reason that's so big, once you know better, do better, is because then you believe all over again, like a renewal every time, that you can still learn. And we thrive when we're learning. We're like, oh, wow, that works. And we're shocked every time as though it never worked before. But the reason that we're shocked every time. The reason that it's huge is crazy. Down inside, we know that we are learners. And when we stop learning, we feel tired. We feel like life is boring. We kind of, you know, get that listless feeling like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? What is my purpose? We start asking all these kinds of questions when we stop learning. So when you're pushing your little brain out of its its box and you're saying, hey, little brain, I know you're bigger. I know you're in there. Come on out. And it really comes out. You really show up. You really pay attention. That feeling alone is worth everything. Because once you get that feeling, like you're not scared to see the contents of what's going on inside of you, once that happens, all bets are off. You can face anything. And you do. And then it becomes just a regular system. Plug in the problem, you can face it. Now it doesn't look like a problem anymore. That word problem goes away, which is a dead end like anger, and you start saying, oh, that's my challenge. Okay, because when you look at it as a challenge, what happens? You know you're participating. 
because a challenge means you participate. A problem is like a dead end. Oh, I have this problem. I've had this problem all my life. Well, you can choose to have it for the rest of your life, or you can face it, and then you won't need it anymore. Because now when I hear people say I have a problem, I say to them, why do you need this problem? Ask yourself, why do you need this problem? And if you really look at it, you'll start to laugh and think, oh, my God, I did need that. I wasn't ready to face this or that or this person or that situation. And boom, you're like already jumping ahead of yourself. It's so cool. You guys have run out of time. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Have a great Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.